What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast today on October 7th. It is a wonderful Thursday. I hope you all are having an awesome Thursday, as am I, as today, again, is a wonderful day. We saw a really good wild card game yesterday between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to get into that a little bit today. We're also going to be joined by Kim Becker and Gordon Beckham. Former MLB player, our new Locked On National Insider for Locked On MLB. I'm also going to be talking about who the MVPs were for the position players and pitchers today on the Locked On Pirates podcast. Thank you for making me, Ethan Smith, and the Locked On Pirates podcast your first listen every single day. And let's get right into it. You are Locked On Pirates. Your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast today. Again, on Thursday, October 7th. Once again, I want to let you know all that I am so appreciative of you for tuning in to today's episode today on Thursday, October 7th. We are on YouTube, Odyssey, Spotify, basically wherever you can get any podcast that you can find. You will find my beautiful face. You also find anything else in the Locked On MLB network as well as anything I post. I post Monday through Friday through the end of this month, and then we'll be moving into the offseason. It's been all offseason talk and current baseball talk going on the le- around the league at the moment here on the Lockdown Pirates podcast, where, again, I am the host that does the most, and I try to do the most every day. But before we get into today's podcast, again, I want to thank you all. I want to thank everybody in the Pirates organization this year. I want to thank everybody that did everything that they could do for me this year as well. It's been an awesome year. October baseball is back with fans. So it's absolutely phenomenal to see. And we're absolutely loving it here at the Locked On Pirates podcast. But who are the team MVPs this year for the Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of position players and pitchers? I'm going to get into pitchers first. And I think the answer might not have been as easy as you think it is. You probably already know who the person is before tuning into the podcast in terms of who the number one guy is. But realistically, if you had to tell me who was the most consistent pitcher all year that did what he was supposed to do when he came in the game, probably David Bednar. David Bednar easily had the best year out of the pitching staff in terms of relievers and starting pitchers. If you asked me to give it to a starting pitcher, I'd probably struggle a little bit more. Um, Miguel Yahure looked really good in his short stints before his injury. Mitch Keller can't really give him a grade like that because he wasn't really the MVP of the pitching staff. Uh, Stephen Brault didn't play enough this year, neither did Dylan Peters. So, I went with David Bednar just because, of course, he came over from the Joe Musgrove trade to the San Diego Padres. He's a Pittsburgh native. He had a phenomenal year after Richard Rodriguez was traded to the Atlanta Braves. Shouts out to the Braves. We're going to get to them uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. You're going to see a little bit of a format here with what's going on today. We're going to be bringing in some of our national insiders, Kim Becker and Gordon Beckham, who are going to be going over everything for us. But... Going into a lot of the things that we're getting into today with David Bednar, I mean, again, 
he kind of got thrust into that closing role until the near the end of the season when everything kind of went crazy. Um, and then when everything, you know, went down, he got injured. Chris Stratton filled into that role. Chris Stratton could also have been put in this MVP conversation as well with the idea that he had the most wins of all of the pitchers in the staff finishing with a seven and one record, which was the second straight year that a Pirates relief pitcher finished the season with the most wins on the staff. But I mean, David Bednar, you got to love the guy. He comes out to renegade every time that he pitches. I mean, also, you really look at the idea that he just was consistently good in what he was trying to do. His ERA was very good. He was striking out batters in the late innings. Sometimes he'd come in as a setup guy, too, which I really liked as well. But I do think that he cemented himself as a potential future closer on this roster. And there's good reason behind that. I mean, realistically, He's very young. He still has room to grow. He has room to add pitches to his repertoire if he wants to, but he's going to be probably the closing pitcher on opening day next year, if not one of the guys that um, Derek Shelton brings in in the middle innings just to keep the Pirates in a game where he can rely on Chayshon Shreve and Chris Stratton and guys like that who also had very phenomenal years as well. Um, Shashan Shreve and Chris Stratton, I hope the Pirates bring both of them back. They're very good veteran arms. You can look to trade them next July as well if you really want to, if the Pirates aren't where they want to be. Um, but that's one of the biggest things they have to do this year is they really have to find some very solid and well-put-together pitching this year. So I've gotten the, I got the question a lot of what they should do in the offseason, and me and Gary and me and Adam talked about it a lot. I'm looking for extensions. I'm looking for uh, starting pitching and relief pitching depth, and I'm looking for a backup catcher. But David Bednar, I think, fully cemented himself in that role. Now for the less surprising one, I think when you look at position players and you have to go with Brian Reynolds as the team MVP, I think he has a real chance to win gold glove in center field. He had a phenomenal year out there. His offensive output was probably the best we've ever seen from him besides that 2019 year. But in 2019, he wasn't hitting home runs and uh, runs batted in like that either. He, I believe, I don't think he got over the 100 uh, mark in RBIs, but he was very close. I believe he got to the 25 home run. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but Brian Reynolds, he could easily get MVP votes if this team was better. Um, he was right up there with Juan Soto and Bryce Harper and a lot of their statistics um, in the major statistics like OPS, slugging, average, um, runs batted in, all that good stuff. It was just the fact that even Juan Soto, his Nationals, and Bryce Harper, the Phillies, didn't make the playoffs, but they weren't near as bad as the Pirates were. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is another guy that you could throw into that actual MVP conversation among those other guys as well. But when you really get into a lot of this stuff, I mean, realistically, Brian Reynolds was the most consistent best player on this roster, including pitching. He was the best player on this roster. The Pirates should definitely look for an extension this offseason. I thought they should have looked one uh, for one last season. Uh, Adam got into that a little bit yesterday as well. When he didn't have the greatest year in 2020. Nobody really did on this Pirates team. And if you would have extended him last year, it would have been cheaper. And Adam Bittner, who we had on the podcast yesterday from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, said it perfectly. Brian Reynolds isn't going to get any cheaper. So while you have this influx of no payroll and no commitments past 2021 outside of arbitration, why not secure your best player? He's only 26 going on 27. He's still in his prime years. He was a all-star center fielder and a very deep NL outfield that features names like Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, uh, Mookie Betts. So many names that you could go off and ramble on about in that outfield that could have been all-stars, but Brian Reynolds was a starter alongside Adam Frazier. If Adam Frazier would have been here all year, you could have also put him in that category, but I think unequivocally, 
Brian Reynolds was the best player for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. And David Bednar and Brian Reynolds get my Locked On Pirates MVPs of the year. By the way, if uh, moving on from that, today's episode is, of course, brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, of course, has all the parts your car will ever need. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They could save you 30 to 100% more than the local chain auto parts store. And like my friends over, uh, Dan and Clint over at Locked on Bulldogs, like to say, they are the full mustache of car parts. They are, you're not going to have to talk to a dog. You're not going to have to talk to a DJ. You're not going to have to talk to anybody behind the counter at all. You already know what parts you need for your car. If you need an oil change and just want to buy the oil from them, you already know what kind of oil you like. You don't want to have to do any of that. Or if your engine is messing up and you already know what parts you need, why go anywhere else but rockauto.com? Rock Auto, of course, again, is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And when you head to rockauto.com, tap on the here, how did you hear about us box and let them know that Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast sent you. And even better, guess what? They're reliable. They send you the stuff very quickly so you don't have to deal with the car problems anymore. And that's that. But now moving into an interesting part of today's podcast, this is how today's episode and tomorrow's episode are going to be formatted. We're going to have a Pirates topic that we're going to talk about today was the MVPs for uh, the 2021 season for the Pirates. Tomorrow, we'll talk about something else as well. Again, thank you all for making me your first listen of Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. I know these podcasts come out a little late sometimes, but that's just because of my work schedule. Tomorrow's episode will be up much earlier. And with the games actually starting pretty soon, we're going to get uh, the White Sox and Astros start here actually in about a half hour of recording. And the Red Sox and the Rays start a little bit early uh, later at 8.07. We're going to send it over to our new Locked On Insiders, National Insiders featuring Gordon Beckham, who used to play baseball for the White Sox. And the White Sox and the Astros kick off here shortly. So I'm going to send it over to them, and I'll be right back with you. What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report in the MLB Divisional Series games are getting started and we have our MLB insider right here with us today to break them down. Gordon Beckham, how you doing? I'm good, Kim. Good to see you. It's a little bit late on the East Coast, but we're we're still rocking and rolling. I know. I hate to rub it in. I'm in Arizona, so it's not as late as where you are, but I promise I won't keep you up all night here. But Gordon, let's talk about the Chicago White Sox, Houston Astros. You have a little bit of experience with the White Sox, so I hear. And it sounds like a lot of people are going to be cheering on the Chicago White Sox because they're still not quite over the whole Houston Astros cheating scandal thing. So in your opinion, what's the most important thing that the White Sox have to do to really get this series going on the right foot? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is, is the fact that the White Sox have kind of been overlooked all year. Um, they're, they're, they definitely are coming into the postseason with a chip on their s- shoulder. Um, their offense is dynamic. I know the Astros have a comparable, if not better, offense than the White Sox, but I've watched these guys all year. I actually called the game uh, with Jason Benetti da- uh, when they were down in Houston. And so I watched firsthand four games where they got swept. And uh, it wasn't it was not pretty. So I I think at the end of the day, they're going to show up uh, a lot better than they did in the middle of the summer there. But um, I think their offense is important. They've got to come out. They've got to swing the bass. They've got to be aggressive. And and that's that's kind of the M.O. of their uh, of their team. When they come out, when Tim Anderson leads the charge and he gets out there and 
and really uh, just just puts on a show. I they they do well. I mean, every time Tim Anderson does well, the White Sox follow. So uh, for me, it's Tim Anderson. If he shows up in the playoffs, they're going to have a, a a long run. All right. Well, you kind of led me right into my next question. The Astros have probably the most well-balanced offense in all of baseball. How difficult do you think it's going to be for the White Sox pitching staff to really keep these games within reach? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Houston's just bringing a lineup that is just stacked from top to bottom. I mean, all their offensive numbers basically spell that out. Um, I think that the White Sox – what they've lived on their whole the whole season is their pitching. I mean, they from from the start to the finish, they basically just did it with pitching because they had some serious injuries um, in their lineup for most of the season, and they were able to cobble some things together. Some guys stepped up to get them to where they wanted to be, where they could have that lead and just kind of coast into the playoffs. But the pitching was really the the what what kept them into it. Uh, all these games kept them above water. Uh, Lance Lynn uh, and and McCullers going tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon is going to be amazing to watch. Great matchup. You've got two awesome high-powered offenses, and then you got great pitching staffs on both sides. I think the White Sox pitching staff is a little bit better, um, and their bullpen, you know, definitely definitely has the edge. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the White Sox won 93 games and the AL Central, while. The Houston Astros won 95 games and the AL West, but it seems that the Astros are really the team that's in most conversations here. Can you tell us why that is? Yeah, I I think that what they do, they do a lot of things well. I mean, they've got good pitching. They've got solid pitching. And so, honestly, the pitching, it comes from guys that you don't really know. You haven't heard a a whole lot about. I mean, you've got McCullers at the top, but then you've got other guys right behind them that are just basically stacking up. They've got three ERAs. They're, They're handling their business. And I think that um, that going with an offense that's just potent, they put up great at bats. I mean, you just, I watched them all for three and a half, four games um, when I was calling it, and, and they just put together good at bats. I mean, the White Sox have good pitching, and Houston really makes you grind for each, you know, each out. And I think that that's the reason they're tough. They just kind of outlast guys. All right. Well, it's going to be an awesome series here. But before we wrap this one up, Gordon, I got to get your prediction on this one. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I got to go with my uh, my the team that drafted me and, and the White Sox. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the White Sox in four. I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna split uh, in Houston and get uh, and then win two back at guaranteed rate in Chicago. So that's uh, that's my my hope. I don't know. We'll see. I love it. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll do a little follow up on this and see how right you were. Sounds good. I don't even. I, I I've, I'm over two so far. So. Oh no. Maybe. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll be we'll be one for three here. Who knows? We'll there see. Hey, that was uh, that was way better than I did in my career. So it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> All right, Gordon. Well, thanks so much, and for everybody listening, for more local experts and insider analysis, make sure you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast, Locked On Your Team Every Day. All right, everybody, that was Kim Becker and former MLB player Gordon Beckham previewing the White Sox and Astros ALDS series. I will now give my predictions. Gordon, of course, made a ton of good points about the Houston Astros offense. The loss of George Springer didn't seem to affect it too much. You have names like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Kyle Tucker, um, Jordan Alvarez. They have a very, very deep uh, team when it comes to offense. So do the White Sox. You've seen Eloy Jimenez come back healthy. <coughs> excuse me 
Jose Abreu come back healthy. And he mentioned Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, of course, uh, obviously his token moment of the season was beating the Yankees at the Field of Dreams game. But again, I think the key matchup in this series is going to be the Chicago White Sox pitching versus the Houston Astros offense. Um, realistically, I think the Houston Astros do have the advantage here. They have the playoff experience. They have the offense that kind of matches the White Sox. And if you can get good games from Lance McCullers and um, the other pitchers on that staff, I think it's a really tough out to try to knock the Astros out. Now, as far as my prediction goes, I would pretty much probably say that this series is not going to be a sweep on either side. I don't think the White Sox or the Astros with how they're built offensively would allow that. So, Looking in prediction-wise, I think the Chicago White Sox will lose today. I think they lose today, and then they split, as Gordon said. I agree with Gordon there. I do think they split in Houston. But then really how game three goes, that's going to be where things get really dicey is because if the White Sox go out in game three and win a guaranteed right field, I think they win the series in five. If the Astros go out and win a guaranteed field, I think they win in five. But if I'm predicting here, and I'm kind of on the spot, obviously, because I'm doing this live, um, I'm going to go with the Astros in five. I don't think it's going to be easy for them. I think Tim Anderson and that offense are going to give the Astros pitchers trouble. But I do think the Astros offense has enough firepower to back it up. I think they're going to be just fine in that department as well. And when you really look at how the like series is going to play out again, I think the two teams will split in Minute Maid Park. I think they then go to Guaranteed Rate Field, and that Game 3, whoever wins Game 3, wins the series. Even to me, if it's 2-0 after uh, Minute Maid Park, depending on how it is, the White Sox, if they win both games, I think they win in Guaranteed Rate Field in Game 3. If the Astros sweep, I think they win in Guaranteed Rate um, in Game three, but my official prediction is Astros in five. They stumble a little bit um, at home first, but then they handle enough business to get back uh, to Minute Maid Park in game five. Lance McCullers, I think, would go out in game five and pitch that game, and I think the Astros will win in five games. I did predict a Rays Dodgers World Series, so you're going to see that a lot of these predictions that I have are going to be based on that. So I'm not really going away from my predictions that I had before, but if you want to bet on these games, make sure you go to betonline.ag. BetOnline, of course, is your number one place to do all of your sports betting. It's back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron and the baseball diamond as teams are back for another football season and MLB postseason. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season and even better. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, playoff, baseball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and postseason. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, we're going to shoot it back over to Gordon Beckham and our other friend as well. And we're going to talk about Red Sox and Rays. We talked about the Red Sox on two, on Wednesday with yesterday's podcast. We're going to get into it again with Kim Becker and Gordon. What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report. The MLB Divisional Series games are getting started and we have MLB insider Gordon Beckham here to break them down for you. Gordon, how you doing? 
I'm good, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Let's talk Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox are coming off of a big 6-2 win over the Yankees. How do you think that they are going to prepare now to head into moving on to taking on the defending AL champs, the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, I mean, I think they got a, you know, they got a tall task ahead of them for sure. I think the one thing I've noticed though over the years is the fact that people when they get when they have a great game in the wild card, it can sometimes propel them into uh, some better uh, weather, I guess, so to speak, as they move forward. I mean, uh, Boston kind of limped into the playoffs. And so you all of a sudden get a big win. You get this momentum bump. And also the Tampa Bay Rays will not have played in like four days. So it, as a baseball player, you lose a lot of the feel of the game when it, when you don't see pitching every day. So personally, I think that the it's, it's a good thing for the Red Sox. They have a lot of momentum. Um, and I think that um, obviously the Rays are good. I mean, you know, they've won so many games. It's not going to be an easy, easy thing to go down to Tampa. But I just I, I, I think that there's some some really good momentum on the side of the Red Sox. All right. Well, coming from a baseball player yourself, what is how can you keep that momentum going for these Red Sox? What's something specific that you think that they really should hone in on here? Yeah, I think I. I I think that the offense has got to show up early. I, I, I really am – I as, as an offensive player, like when you get out there and you start scoring runs for your pitching staff early or you start having good at-bats and you show that you're getting on base and the pitching staff can kind of keep the other team down, you really are, you know, ahead of the eight ball on, on and when you start these baseball games, especially in the playoffs. It just feels better when you're hitting. I mean, it always did for, for me, even if you weren't hitting personally, um, having guys on base and being able to – um, have that kind of good feeling, knowing that you can get guys on base, you can score. I think the uh, the Red Sox offense has got to go. And then you watch Chris Sale, right? Chris Sale is important because Chris always, I've playing with him when I was with the Chicago, he always pitched well in Tampa. He loved Tampa. But obviously he gets seen a lot by them now. Who knows? But um, I like my chances having Chris Sale going uh, once, possibly twice, depending on who they end up starting. All right. And do you think that the strength of the Rays bullpen is going to be a factor in these series for the Red Sox? Yeah, I, the, the Rays, I don't know how they do it. Every year they, they don't do much in the offseason. They don't make huge splashes. They bring in small pieces, um, people that fit their, their mold and fit their organization. And they turn people around all the time. I mean, just nobody's other in other places come to Tampa and all of a sudden there's somebody. And I think that that's the beauty of the Rays is they don't always make the big splashes. They don't always go out and do things um, like everybody thinks that you should. And yet they're always there. They just find a way to piece it together. They've got gr a great team. They've had a you know a bunch of guys hit over 20 homers uh, this year. I mean, you've got a veteran guy behind the plate, Mike Zanino, which is important. But he's he's going to be able to like handle that staff. And so when you have people coming in from everywhere, because the Rays are known just to throw – uh, start, you know, openers, and then they'll throw uh, a random uh, bullpen arm when you wouldn't expect it. It's all about matchups for them, and they just live by the the data that they have. They're data oriented team, and um, they're not afraid to throw anybody in any spot. And if he gets hit one night, it doesn't mean they're not going to go right back to him the next night. They always go by the matchups, and the matchups dictate who they put in there at a certain point. Well, whatever they're doing down there, it's working, huh? It is. Yeah, they're very good. They do, they do things very well. Yeah. All right. Okay, Gordon, let's get your prediction on this series. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the hot hand. I'm going with the team that has played in the last four days. I'm going with the Red Sox. I think it's a short series. If the Rays have any sort of 
kind of uh, rust that they have to knock off, the series, a five-game series, can really like get away from you really quick. So I'm going to go with the guys that are streaking. They had a big win. They struggled in Tampa in, in Tampa Bay and uh, playing these guys. I mean, they really struggled against Tampa Bay down the stretch, but I'm going to go with them. They're the hot hand. They just won a game. I got the, uh, the Red Sox in five. All right, Red Sox in five. I love it. Gordon, thanks so much. And for all of our listeners, for more local experts and insider analysis, make sure that you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast, Locked On, your team every day. All right, guys, um, on that end, I agree with a lot of the points that Gordon made. Um, he made some good points about the Red Sox, of course, who came off of probably the biggest, well, easily the biggest win of their season, knocking out their division rivals in New York Yankees in Fenway Park on, wild, on the wild card game. Just a phenomenal game by them. They basically got Garrett Cole out of there in the third inning. I talked about that the other day. Um, yeah, the hot hand is a crazy thing when it comes to the MLB postseason. We saw it happen to the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2014 with the San Francisco Giants and to the Chicago Ch uh, Cubs in 2015. Both of those teams ended up having deep playoff runs, and the Giants ended up winning the World Series that year in the wild card game purely off of very good pitching. And tonight for the Red Sox, they are starting Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, Shane McClenahan will go for the Tampa Bay Rays. And this is where I'm going to disagree with Gordon. Um, just because, again, he did mention it. He did mention that the Red Sox have struggled a ton against the Tampa Bay Rays this year, especially in Tampa. Tampa, of course, has a home field advantage through the entire American League playoffs right now. And where I look at it from in terms of this, I think the Rays are just going to be better than the Red Sox in the series. He predicted Red Sox in five. I am nowhere near close to that. I think the Rays are going to make short work of the Red Sox. I think they could sweep the Red Sox if they really get things rolling. Four days off is tough after playing 162 games, but it can be a helping hand. It can be their nuisance. So I agree 100%. They need to uh, get the rust off, but it's also not like Shane McClanahan is going to pitch seven innings tonight. He's not. They're going to throw him in there for four or five, and then they're going to give it to that great bullpen that they have. And I think that great bullpen is really going to make the difference here for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in this series. And again, I'm not saying that I know all, I'm the know it all, be it all here. Gordon has played baseball before and knows a lot of things that I probably don't. I just think the Rays are the best team in the American League this year, arguably the best team in baseball by a, like a good margin in terms of if you take out the Dodgers and the Giants, the Rays are easily the best team in baseball. But I think they can easily match with either the Giants or them. But, of course, you have to handle business in your own league first. And, again, I think the Rays have a very – I think a Rays sweep is more likely than the Red Sox taking this to five games. So my official prediction will be the Rays in four. I think they handle business at home. The Red Sox win the game in Fenway to stay alive in game three, and then the Rays close it out in game four. They put McClenahan out there again, and then they start um, – They base, or they could even do an opener in that game four if they really only want to see bullpen arms and then maybe bring in a McClenahan or a Shane Boz. And that's from a Pirate standpoint. You get to see Austin Meadows. You get to see Shane Boz. Um, you're going to get to see Charlie Morton in Atlanta. You're going to get to see a lot of these Pirates players. Like just the other day in the wildcard game, you got to see um, – 
Clay Holmes and Garrett Cole. You get to see a lot of former Pirates in this postseason, but I am siding with the Tampa Bay Rays here. Um, tomorrow, on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to be doing kind of the same thing. We're going to have a topic about the Pittsburgh Pirates that I will see based on whatever news comes out throughout the day today on Thursday. Then we're going to preview the Braves and the Dodgers with Gordon and Kim giving their analysis and their predictions, as well as the Brewers, or not the Braves, the Giant, the Dodgers and the Giants, and then the Brewers and the Braves, which we will get into tomorrow. Um, this is a fun time of year, guys. You got football, you got basketball coming up, you got hockey coming up uh, next week, you got postseason baseball. So make sure you check out the Locked On Steelers podcast and the Locked On Penguins podcast, hosted by Chris Carter and Hunter Hodes, respectively. Um, perspectively. There you go. Um, also check out the Locked on MLB podcast with Soli Baseball. He has everything you want to hear as well as things that I have to tell you as well. Uh, check out any of the NBA podcasts as well. My favorite guys are over there at um, Locked on Clippers. Gotta love Chuck Mockler. Um, you gotta love those guys. Go check out college football too. College football has been in full swing, but always don't forget to come back with me, your host of Locked on Pirates, Ethan Smith. I am so appreciative that you guys are viewing this on YouTube. You're listening on Odyssey, Apple podcast spotify stitcher wherever you find your podcast and guess what guys make sure with all of this stuff that we've told you through predictions today that you go check out the locked on mlb podcast and the locked on bets podcast to bet on these games using betonline.ag and also get some in-depth analysis from sully who talks about baseball from the past the present and the future of what's going to be going on around the league is it's going to be a busy off season for the pirates but right now we have October baseball to watch. This episode will be up probably right around when the White Sox and the Astros kick off and then the Rays and the Red Sox kick off later. So enjoy a wonderful day of October baseball. And until tomorrow on Friday, October 8th, I will see you on the flip side. Thank you guys so much and have a great day. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.